Welcome, episode six of The Card is Going to Change, presented by AIW, Absolute Intense Wrestling, based here in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, and sponsored by Smart Mark Video and the This Is Awesome Wrestling Show. Make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store, and follow AIW on Twitter, at AI Wrestling. Get on Facebook, Instagram, and visit www.aiwrestling.com for events, merch, and more. I am your host, Glenn Moore. Joining me in studio, like always, co-owners of AIW, John Thorne and Chandler Biggins. This week's topic is Girls' Night Out. There have been 17 events here for AIW of Girls' Night Out, and we're going to get into the all the ladies have come through AIW, the stories, backstory of Girls' Night Out, everything. Not all, like, how many hours we got? <laughs> not all of them, I hope. <laughs> the juicy parts. Um, oh, especially not those. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. How did Girls' Night Out become girls night out uh well well i think we got to go back to the beginning of how we book girls <laughs> yeah uh that was i was trying to actually think about this earlier today how we got in the haley hatred business oh i know exactly and, and, I, and I think it's because matt riot rest in peace w- was trying to uh develop a relationship with her and absolutely was, this is a true story he was said, trying to get her some bookings he someplace. said i'm talking to her and give me the long car ride up to talk to her even more yeah so uh matt riot god rest his soul uh was just uh trying to uh trying to seduce a a young professional wrestling woman uh so he had somehow convinced us to book her in which she wrestled the potato and a guy by the name of Rebus. Who uh, is the front doorman at Bugsy's Illyria. Shout out to Rebus. Shout, shout out to Rebus. We just went and visited him recently. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, we'd never booked girls before. And I've said this before on other interviews. Uh, and but things. We, had, we had valets, but never women no, workers. Like, gr- like girl workers. Yeah. And I've said this before. And I think Biggins would agree. We were kind of in the same camp that a lot of people were, where like women's wrestling was just not for us. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't something that you know we particularly sought out or watched or enjoyed. And I mean, at the time, Cleveland All Pro, they had a lot of the women in the one piece bathing suits and the the Bambies and the Peggy Lee leathers, and it just wasn't wasn't our cup of tea. Yeah. So you know, like. Even Cleveland All Pro would have like Mickey James sometimes or Beth Phoenix, but that was few and far between, and it just wasn't something. Especially at that time, you know, I don't know what were like I was twenty three years old or something. That was just wasn't my wrestling. You know, uh, all I cared about was you know like high spots and hardcore death matches and ECW shit. That like now you know that's the complete opposite of my taste. But at the time, it just wasn't something. We, you know, we were interested in, and we booked Haley Hatred on this Matt Riot recommendation, and almost just like as a one-off, like to give our buddy a favor. Yeah, and then, you know, we ended up going out that night for uh, for Corey Graves' birthday, <laughs> and uh, she came, and you know, we, we kind of hit it off and developed a friendship, and we booked her for more dates, and she ended up getting, you know, getting pretty over with the crowd. And she was doing intergender things, and she was the only girl that we had ever booked before. And it was so funny watching her just beat the shit out of Potato and Rebus month after month. Right, like no fucking remorse, like just brutal. Like suplexes through tables, power bombs through tables. So, you know, we ended up becoming friends with her, and then she ends up moving to Cleveland. And, you know, she's she's honest, like, hey, you guys got to get into women's wrestling. Like, I, you know, I have no problem wrestling guys, but... 
you're you're leaving a lot on the table by not uh, booking women's wrestling. And she finally convinces to book her in a women's match against Mickey Knuckles at Absolution Three. And that was built off of the old footage of her powerbombing Mickey on her neck on a chair. Like, Which Sanjay Dutt is desperately seeking <laughs> right now. If anybody has that footage of Haley. Send me the gif of it. Yeah, of Haley uh, powerbombing Mickey Knuckles. King on, of the Death Matches 2003. On her head. Please send that gift to at Sanjay Dutterson uh, on Twitter because he is desperately looking for that right now for some reason. But uh, so we end up booking that match and it gets uh, you know a, a decent amount of attention uh it was a good match it definitely changed our perceptions probably on at, at the time what they were on women's wrestling uh because you know to you know to the extent of what we'd been exposed to just like the majority of what everyone was exposed to was divas matches and uh, you know, bra and panties matches and things like that. You know, I, I definitely wasn't following Shimmer or anything or, you know, Volcano Girls or whatever you want to call it at that time. So this definitely kind of opened my eyes personally to, you know, the potential of featuring women's wrestling in AIW. And, you know, Haley was honest. Hey, you guys got to do more. You guys got to do more. And there was a company based in mid, middle Ohio near Columbus or something like that that did an all-women's wrestling show. And we had heard that it drew all these people. And, uh, you know, they, they had these huge crowds for, you know, I, I don't know, maybe they did two or three of them. And, you know, so we hear that. And then Haley is just constantly on us. And, and, and then the final straw was... Well, this is this is the best part, which this, sh- this shows you how... Uh, how kind of I don't know. Like it was a flute, kind of. Yeah, like uh, we were kind of in a in a local wrestling war, so to speak, with another promotion. And we had access to their photo bucket, which they would upload all of their future shows. Like, but they had no idea we could see them. So, like, you know, we're in this like kind of like local feud, but like, we would have spoilers about everything they were doing. But we would know what they were doing before they did so it. So you were pulling a uh, little Eric Bischoff going so on here. We're, but, yeah. but the funny part was the fucking guy would put him up weeks ahead of time because he was such a bad speller that he would do like he, five or six different yeah, drafts. Yeah, he would, he would put them up and then like whoever was in his like camp his panel of, would, uh, would like be like, oh, you know, you, you spelled that wrong, fix that, do that. So, like, we had access to this photo bucket, so we would always know what they were going to do three shows down the line or whatever, uh, and then we would plan for it. Like, uh, so they, they upload this flyer, and it has three or four women's workers on it, and we're like, fuck, they're doing an all-woman well, show. And then it had April Hunter, and it says April Hunter has a major announcement that's going to change Cleveland wrestling or something. Right, so we're like... Fuck, they're gonna do an all woman show. So on like a fucking whim. <laughs> oh my goodness. We book a fucking we book an all women show, right? Like we're like f- like fuck it, dude. And they're Haley, not doing it. And Haley's like, you might as well make it a tournament for a belt. Yeah. And we're like, fuck, that's great. We only got to book eight girls. You know, we could f- we could find eight girls. Yeah. And uh And we knew a guy who made belts and it was like a rush order. Yeah. So we're like Van Hughes, shout out to Van Hughes. Who one day I'll, Bar-jitsu. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a crazy story about on one of these podcasts. But uh, anyway, so we're like, "Fuck, we got to beat these guys to the punch." We're doing a fucking woman, all woman show before. Like they had uploaded this flyer, and it was like, I don't know, 
set for like June or something, and we're like, "Fuck it, man, we're we're doing we're doing a show next month." Which so is March, yeah, yeah. So we're like, we're we're doing a show fucking right now. Uh, so Haley comes over to my house where I was living at the time, and like we fucking sit down and we're like, "Who are we gonna book?" <laughs> so she was already working in Southern Ohio with Jessica Havoc, so that was already done. Yeah, Jessica Havoc was like probably uh, the first draft pick for Girls Night Out. We we knew Jennifer Blake because of uh, Shimmer. And U and UWA hardcore. And UWA hardcore. It was more Prohibition U- recommended. It was more UWA hardcore because Josh Prohibition had been like he had booked UWA hardcore in Canada. So he and, recommended her, and he had recommended Jennifer Blake because she had these like crazy ass matches and would wrestle guys and stuff. And then uh, Alice in Wonderland was I think just started doing Ring of Honor or was about to, and she was like a well known indie girl. She was just booked based on how she looks, like hundred oh, yeah, percent. Trying to be nice, but <laughs> like uh, had no had no idea. And I don't even remember how we found Sammy Lane. Uh, Sammy Lane. We just emailed. We were just not email. We were just MySpace messaging girls. <laughs> yeah, this is back in MySpace. Like, hey, like we're like we're putting together all women's event. And then Super Oprah, we had worked with a lot, and you know she was a gimme because we had worked with her so much. Right. And then we had one spot left. No, we had two. Mary Elizabeth. Oh now, yeah, yeah, and that was a Haley pick. Yeah, who is now Kelly Klein. Uh, she was on the she was on the very first uh, girls' night out, and then we had one spot left, and I believe it was Haley that recommended this this girl Brittany Force, and uh, I had texted her, I got her number or something, and we, we like negotiate this deal, and then she's like, well, first off, the deal was we were going to give her like a small amount of money, but then she was going to work for eight by tens. Yeah, because we, we used to, to, this was like a kind of a a scheme that we used to do to book people or. Whatever you want to call it, people don't like. They all want merch, but they don't have like the means to get merch. And at the time, we had this like really fucking fancy printer, so we were able to we were able to make people eight by tens, which that's like cash for them. So we would work out these deals where we would do like a like an eight by ten like deal instead of money. So we'd give you like. A hundred eight by tens instead of a you and know instead time, of a hundred dollars, but like one time Brian Danielson got like six hundred eight by tens. Yeah, so we would work these deals where we paid people in eight by tens because they could turn they can turn that into so much more money. Yeah, and it really it cost us nothing to make them at the time because at the time we had like an ink system that it was just unlimited ink. We were just pumping out the so, tents. and like we didn't like, have like money gold. and we didn't have money like that's the thing is like we fucking had no money i didn't even have a job at the time I don't so think. it was just anything we could do any kind of bar any, any sort of hustle that we could do to so we didn't have to like come up with actual real cash yeah we would do it uh so so, so anyways this girl sends us pictures and we're looking at them, and it's her laying down with the the women's WWF women's title, and we're like, "What did we get ourselves into?" But whatever, you know. Haley says she's good. Haley puts her over. Uh, later on, I don't, I don't even know how this came about. She like demanded her money before she, she got texted the ring. you. She texted you the day before, and she goes, "I've heard a lot of unsavory things about you. Uh, I want my money waiting for me at the door." Which her money maybe could have got two items off the Chipotle menu. Yeah, it wasn't that much money. It was just kind of like, like very an FU. Yeah, like very offensive. Like, hey, I want my uh, forty dollars. It Bef- wasn't even that. Yeah, or whatever it was. It was twenty fucking dollars. I'll put it on Front Street. So she was mad about twenty dollars. You can get three burritos for twenty bucks. Hey, you get double meat now. I don't eat double Mexican meat food, man. I don't eat Mexican food. Never been there. 
I only eat chicken nuggets. But yeah, uh, I don't got those and, there. And soup. So anyway, like that's turns into a fucking like ordeal, which was stupid. But we were very worried that uh, like wrestling fans weren't going weren't going to be so receptive, especially the local fans. So we booked like half male matches on on girls night out maybe even more than half i can't remember i know like yeah it was like it was josh like prohibition wrestled johnny gargano i believe on girls night out one uh, faith and nothing had a squash match yeah who do they squash like the beverly brothers <laughs> oh john Kronika. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so we kind of just like throw this deal together on a whim essentially to try to beat this other local promotion to the punch which and- i can reveal now uh, April Hunter's big announcement was she was going to ref a women's match. Yeah, they were just going to have a women's match on a show. <laughs> but we were like, fuck, man, they're doing an all-women show. Fuck them. We're beating them to the fucking punch. And, like, we throw this show together in, like, weeks' notice. Not barely. And then it just turns out they're just fucking going to do all-women's match. But it started a... It started a, started a fire yeah. that's still going. It yeah. started a, essentially a, a, another brand. But that was definitely never... Never the idea. It was just we just wanted to beat these other fucking guys to to the punch because at that time, especially Cleveland wrestling was very just localized. It was you know just local dudes and you know everyone was fighting with each other and everyone was trying to outdo each other locally. Like nobody was thinking globally or even fucking outside, set, outside of the even area. like county wide. Like it was just. Everyone was thinking on a 15-mile, you know, like, this is this is our world yeah. uh, sort of thing. So we're just, like, trying to beat these fucking guys to the punch. And then it turns out that it, it now it's, you know, grown into, you know, we're coming up on our 18th show on August 6th, which is doesn't seem like a lot, but it for sure is for something that wasn't even supposed to be Anything. It was just uh, honestly, it was supposed to start as uh, like a fuck you to another local promotion, and then just built, and then it ended up being good. And then what really was like opened our eyes is at that point we were you know we'd sell fucking ten DVDs of a show or something, and like Girls Night Out one comes out, and we can't keep the fucking things in stock. Like I remember, I remember us and like a couple other people would just sit in the basement and keep making them and ship yeah, them. Yeah, we would like them and ship we would burn like we were making these DVDs like essentially like a sweatshop. It was just like this guy's cutting covers, this guy's burning, like this guy's shrink wrapping them, this guy's packing them, this guy's taking and this them is to the fucking smart mark video. This is before yeah, this anything. Is, we did everything in house at that time, which is fucking sucked. But like <laughs> You know, we're essentially running this fucking like bootleg kind of like, you know, factory assembly line to get these girls night outs like in the mail because we had never experienced anything like that, like this at all. You know, like we were distributed on Smartmark Video, but we were making. No, not even back then. We weren't. Okay. Ma- uh, all right. So even when we got on Smartmark Video, though, we were doing like $100 every six months or something. Like nothing. Like we, we couldn't fucking give AIW DVDs away. So this was like, what what the fuck is going on? And what's crazy is we still sell that DVD. Girls Night Out 1 is probably by far in the history of AIW the best selling because we I still make that fucking DVD. Yeah, and, you know, lo and behold, there's Haley Hatred going, fucking told you so. And she, you know, I, I had nothing, I, I couldn't even respond. I'm just like, you're right. Uh, and, and a couple crazy things happened that day. 
the night before, we all had all gone out to dinner, like the AIW management, and we went to a restaurant. And by the time I got home, I was the sickest I've ever been in my life with food poisoning. And G&O was actually one of the first shows I almost missed. So I've been to every AIW event. G&O was almost the first one I missed. And then if it wasn't even for me, uh, we had the Rebus and Potato that Haley was feuding with. Uh, Rebus, we had to call the ambulance because he like got a stinger somehow. Like he got brought in the hard way over a guardrail. I don't even fucking remember that. Yeah, we had to call 911. He thought he broke his neck. He had to leave in an ambulance. <laughs> First time we ever had to call an ambulance is at a girl show with a fucking plant in the audience getting brought in the hard way over the guardrail. Yeah. So uh, that's, you know, that's just kind of how it all started. And then the second one, we. Was well, we would, we didn't even have confidence in it, even though it was selling good, just because I think we were nervous about, yeah, I think can we, we do it again? You know, was it lightning I think, in a bottle? I think it took like a year or something. I don't know how and long. And the only reason we did it was because we had a deal with a bar. Yeah, a bar bought it from us. Like a, a bar got win that we did all women's wrestling and like offered us a considerable amount of money to book it. So we had no risk. And it was some kind of deal that they set up with uh, Metro Mix, which was like a Yelp back in the day on the Oh, yeah. Remember that, yeah. And like Three Owls Vodka was involved somehow. (laughs) Because they had bubblegum vodka, so like... The every between every match, he gave out free bubblegum vodka. Yeah, it was, but it was at McCarthy's downtown, which when you know they used to have this big event room, this big kind of you know hall, and you know that was the first time we we ended up booking Sarah Del Rey because we had everything paid for. So we're like, fuck, you know, let's put together. And a, we're like, Haley, who do you want? You're the champ. Like. Yeah, and she, that was her number one request to Sarah Del Rey because Sarah Del Rey was and probably still is, even if she's not even active, the best women's wrestler in the fucking world. Uh, so, you know, again, you know, that one that one turns out well. And you know, it just it just one of those things that was never supposed to be anything really. And then we were worried about it again cuz we couldn't find like another something like McCarthy's didn't want it again cuz they had put something else in that room and they didn't have room for us. So then the third one we were super nervous about, but then we decided like a year later we were going to run it ourselves, and somehow we got hooked up with a seven-foot tall girl, Isis the Amazon. Oh, man. From uh, the man. Learning Channel. Yeah, she's she's on she's on the Learning Channel right now, isn't she? Yeah, like uh, My Giant Life or something. Yeah. So she was, uh, she for those of you who have no idea who we're talking about, she was supposed to be on NXT season two, I believe. Or three, it's whatever the uh, the female season Whatever was. the all-woman season was supposed to be. Uh, With fuck. AJ Lee, and then uh, she got replaced by Caitlyn. I think, I think we've... Like discovered her because I went to the gathering of the Juggalos with the Colt Cabana, and she was there, I believe, and uh, something like that. Yeah, I forget. she was there, and somehow uh, she was taking bookings, or I don't know. But I had seen her at the gathering of the Juggalos because Colt Cabana had brought me there because he was going to make a documentary like a wrestling road diaries, and I was the cameraman. And that's a story for the next episode, <laughs> for another episode, whatever. But. Um, Anyway, I believe that's where I first saw Isis the Amazon, and then somehow we had... I think you asked her for her contact info, and she gave you, like, an email for, like, an agent or something. Yes. So, whatever happens, we, like, we booked this... She's, like, 6'10 or something, but we said 7-foot tall woman, and, you know, we bring her in, and we set her up with, like, all this fucking media because we're, like, we have this 7-foot tall female professional wrestler. Because, like, to get professional wrestling on 
channel, uh, like a channel news or any kind of local TV, almost impossible. But like somehow I, you know, I, I send these, you know, I send out these just cold press releases and like, you know, we're getting, we're getting contacted by like, f- like the local Fox affiliate, Fox eight. And, you know, she gets this big segment on the morning news and like lifting up the anchor, uh, like play wrestling with them. So then whatever, you know, they they get high rating or something. I don't even know how they know that early. I think, like, I think like the program director came down and was like, what is going on? Like, right. so this is awesome. I'm like, so we leave and I'm in my car and Fox 8 calls me and they're like, we want to do a whole other feature on this girl that's going to run at 6 p.m. tonight before your event. So I have to like take her to like an MMA school. Like and, Akron, and they have her like they have her like practicing MMA for the news cameras. I don't know why. That's just what they wanted. And we end up like drawing such a huge crowd to see this girl because of all the media exposure that yeah. she got. Uh, like people actually called the Lakewood Fire Department because yeah, I, I was working the front door and all of a sudden all these firemen come in because they because people had reported it on the news that we were going to break fire code for this event and you know they came in and you know it was fucking packed but you know we didn't break the fire code and, and at the time it had to be like 3 or 400 people but at the time that might have been 10,000 yeah for us because AIW was not doing very well at that time period and we did a we did like a photo op split with this girl and every fucking person on the planet was uh was wanted a picture with a seven foot tall girl, and you know we had I went to the mall with her that day and I've never seen so I've never gotten that much attention in my entire life, but that was like because not only is she seven feet tall, but she's extremely well endowed and she wears probably about well endowed five, she has fake boobs and she probably has about five inches of clothing on yeah so it's just a spectacle she's a spectacle. And so we book her, and that goes well. And then uh, we get an email from her agent who was wanted royalty payments because he said her appearing on a DVD was not part of the agreement. And I think he said something about, like, you can't sell your DVD in FYE or something. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, man. We're just selling, we're just selling it on shop.aiwrestling.com. Yeah. So... We end up not bringing her back. We were going to bring her back all the fucking time. But then shortly after, she retired anyways. But, yeah, her agent was just awful to deal with. And, you know, that was that was another one of those kind of turning point moments to where Girls' Night Out, uh, kind of a theme is Girls' Night Out bails us out to an extent uh, when things, things aren't going well uh, business-wise. Because that was easily... Probably one of the most lucrative nights we've had ever. Like, well, I don't know ever, but like at that time, that was like a million dollars, right? And it was just you know one of those things where we're like, fuck, you know, we got to do do another girls' night out. And and like at the time, we that was between like us doing everything in house and like Smartmark was editing our DVDs, but we still had to film them. So by the fourth one. Smartmark was fully on board taping our shows, and if they would have taped the first three, I think we would have been in a far different, better place. Yeah, because, I mean, we were doing things all in-house, all self-taught. 
no idea about fucking production. So or the quality wasn't filming. professional. No, like there's there was a couple of AIW shows that look like they're filmed on a fucking cell phone. And GNO three was one of them. <laughs> yeah, because this guy Justin Doe and he brought a camera that he had to get started with a pencil. Because literally we had we had a former partner that was a cameraman and he had his own cameras and then one day. He just is like, I'm not bringing him anymore. And he just quit. So we, we we're like, who can we get? And we, we get this guy, Justin fucking Doan Justin Doan. Uh, who we were fully confident in because he said he went to the Ohio School of Broadcasting until Thorne sees him in the back turning on his cameras with a pencil because there's no on Number solution. two pencil. No on, he's got to <laughs> shove a number two pencil in there to get the tapes rolling. And that's when uh, I met Mike Burns from SmartMark Video. Like, I knew all the guys from SmartMark. And the first time I met Mike Burns, I just begged him, you got to come film our shows. We're desperate. We will do anything. We got this guy that's filming with a pencil. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so uh, since SmartMark Video came on board, I think that I think that was the thing that saved us. That that is des- that is desperately uh, you know helped grow the the Girls Night Out brand. I think uh, that helped grow everything. Well, yeah, for sure. And we've ended up working with so much talent now. And like uh, we got on board a lot with Dave Prezak because it's a lot cheaper to bring over these uh, girls internationally when we work together with uh, Shimmer and some of the other women's affiliates. But definitely Dave Prezak has helped us with uh, booking some of this foreign talent. Like he was instrumental. I mean, not even the foreign talent. He's just helped us a ton In general, overall. Yeah. Uh, when he, I, he really doesn't have to at all. I mean, Dave Prezak is We do give him fucking, free beer, though. Yeah, we do give him free Bud Heavies when he comes to town. But Dave Prezak is the fucking godfather of women's and professional wrestling, so I, you know, as it's as it's seen, um, you know, in the United States. Uh, and, you know, he he had no he had no reason to help, you know, help us out because we were essentially just doing what he was doing. Yeah, he's never treated us as a competitor. He's almost treated us as like a breathing ground because so many girls have started with like GNO and moved on to like some of the other women's promotions cuz like uh there's so many girls that started out with us that made it huge because like, i think that's one of the things that we really like that you know not only in just regular aw shows but especially the girls night out shows is like going out and finding these just unknown girls that are just you know on the fringe of existence because we had uh we had veda scott versus kimberly or veda scott versus and cherry bomb versus cherry bomb in like her fourth match and then the f- g that was gno4 gno5 it was kimberly and veda and like their first like like probably right around double digit matches. And like, you know, I recently uploaded on the AW YouTube account, like Heidi Lovelace, who at the time was wrestling as Miss Heidi. That was her name. And she was just a girl that came along with another girl. And, uh, she wrestled crazy Mary Dobson. And, you know, if you watch that match, uh, at that time they're you know, they have evolved and developed so much more since then. But, that's just kind of what we enjoy is like we enjoy finding these girls that are rough around the edges and, you know, try to give them a platform, give give them a place to develop and learn and work with some of these veteran girls. Because what's crazy, what's crazy is how many girls come up to us and they go, this is the first time anybody's ever asked me to do a promo. Yeah. And like we try to do all these different things because, uh, you know, it's easy to just go and book the girls or, you know, the talent that everybody knows. But I think it takes... Uh, a, a little more, I, I don't know, finesse or whatever you want to call it to, to go out and find these girls that, you know, nobody's ever really heard of, like, you know, like Jasmine uh, and like Alexi and Nicole, no, like they were doing like 
nothing, especially in America. Uh, and you know, the, there's all sorts of girls that we've, you know, we've gone out and found and, uh, you know, they've, they've gone on and developed themselves into, you know, like Allison Kay was, you know, a, a very, a girl. We that, were, we were the first place that ever put her on a real show outside of her home promotion in Michigan. Right. And she was, you know, she debuted at the Jack of all trios night two. Uh, and if you go back and watch Jack of all trios night it's two, like a totally different person. It's, it's like a totally different person, but Allison Kay is one, one of those girls that, uh, you know, we had been booking and then she just got better and better and better and you know she moved on very quickly and she was you know she main evented i don't know how many girls night outs uh she was a staple of girls night out she still is a staple of girls night out you know now she's gone on you know she's gotten signed by tna and uh she's you know she's the knockouts champion currently which is killing it which is fucking crazy uh, there's there's all sorts of girls, you know, uh, people like Athena. We, I can't take responsibility for that, but we definitely put her, you know, in high profile situations. In, yeah, in high profile situations to where maybe she wasn't, you know, high profile outside of Texas. She was the best. Yeah, like, and she was Athena. I, I can't say enough good about because she every single show had some sort of fucking travel issue. Her flight would get canceled, uh, and she would always find a way. There was one girl's night out. I'm not sure. I think it was maybe 11 or 12 where her flight's canceled. She's and she's, you know, has no way to get there. It's like April and Cleveland is gets hit with a, a blizzard, uh, just like brutal blizzard. On the same day when the uh, our venue, Turner's Hall, told us, oh, we forgot to have the heat fixed. Yeah, we forgot to pay the heating bill. So like Athena just, you know. She's just the type of person that's not going to miss a show. She books herself a flight to Akron. I actually, that's this is the only AW show I ever had to miss. I had to leave at, uh, it was when we were doing two girls' night out tapings on the same day. I had to leave, drive in a blizzard all the way to Akron, Ohio, which is an hour away, get Athena. And it took you, what, like two and a half to even get down there? Yeah, it took, it took me forever. Get Athena, drive her all the way back to Turner's Hall, and we had to actually, like, film her match that was supposed to happen, like, she had to wrestle twice on the same taping. We had to like edit it together. And her and me and Yim probably had probably the best girls match we've ever had. Yeah, which is you could see for free on YouTube. Uh, and you know that that's just you know that that's just one of those things to where there's no way Athena was going to miss a booking. Uh, and you know that that's probably why you know she developed such a name so quickly because Athena was not missing a fucking show anywhere in the fucking world. Yeah. But you know, girls' night out was just one of those things that was never supposed to happen, and it, it's you know now we're coming up on the 18th one on August 6th, which is crazy to think about to me. And it's like a who's who of uh, professional wrestling of the the female variety. We've had you know so many people come through the doors. It's uh, really been a, like a breeding ground, like you were saying, and it's also been cool to deal with some of these girls that have never been to you know the Cleveland, Ohio area. I have a question for both of you. Is there a uh a list of women that you would like to bring in AW haven't yet? Or? Uh, I thought you were going to ask if there was a list of people we will never book again, and no. that's very long. No. Uh, <laughs> Is there a list of ladies that you would like I to mean, bring Gail in? I mean, Gail Kim was one of the top bucket lists, I'll tell you that. Uh, and we were lucky to have her. We've been negotiating with her for years um, to try to get her in for a girls' night out, and it finally worked out the last time. Anybody else? I'm trying to think. It, it's, it's really hard because... We've booked so many of those people at this point that were 
you know, long shot dream list type of people. I mean, I wouldn't complain if uh, somebody somehow smuggled uh, Silesia Sparks and Alexei Nicole back into America. Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's really, you know, kind of a... I would almost say debuts, probably not, but I think a lot of returns, like... uh, Yeah, like if... It's still so disappointing that Silesia Sparks can't compete in America. Uh, Alexi Nicole probably can, but it's so it's it, touchy. It, it's so risky with these Canadian talents, as you know. I, I talked about in a previous podcast, crossing the border. It's 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 really hard to feature them because you do, you don't know what's going to happen. But I I think uh, Vanessa Craven is probably a girl that we yeah, want to bring in. Be, but again, with the Canada stuff, she's like she's a girl that we've tried to book numerous times. Uh, for probably I don't know a year, two years, and it just never works out because she's booked so solid. Um, that's that's really the the only one that's that's popping. Yeah, like head. I I mean I would have to think about that more probably. Uh, the other list of girls we won't book is probably far longer. We're not gonna get into that. Yeah, though. <laughs> <laughs> give me one. No, can't no. give you any. No. <laughs> Not, not, not opening up that can of worms. The list, uh, the list would be good for another episode. No, no, that's uh, man. I can't, I can't take that bad publicity in the women's wrestling world again. <laughs> so, I mean, it's safe to say that Girls' Night Out is going to be, it would be always be a staple of AIW yeah, throughout I mean, the year. It's, it's not something that we could do all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, but, and it's hard to work in, honestly, with everybody's schedules because we'll have half the girls are available on this date, half of the girls are available on this other date, and then we're trying to compromise. Yeah, so it's you know it's definitely going to be a staple. It's going to be something we try to do you know at least twice a year uh, from now on. But like he said, scheduling and things like that, it's it's really hard to coordinate uh, to get all those people in one place at one time, uh, especially you know. Since we have such a kind of established GNO roster at this point, we, we want to try to use a good majority of them. All right, it's going to wrap it up for episode six. The card is going to change. Presented by AIW, sponsored by Smart Mark Video. And this is Awesome Wrestling Show. I remind you, resubscribe, leave a comment, rate the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store. Follow AIW on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Visit the website. AIWrestling.com for events, merch, and more. Leave feedback on the episodes on the Twitter and Facebook pages. And for John Thorne and Chandler Biggins, I'm Glenn Moore. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Stop doing that, man.